0: So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time, and hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and hilling it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, the surfcontinuum.com. This week on the show, Coach Ev and I are talking about picking out a good, new, used surfboard. Okay, new to you, but a used surfboard. And there's definitely a couple kinds of dings and issues that can be um, present on a used board that you wanna be wary of. Uh, if not a deal breaker, maybe it's a just a big consideration or a bargaining chip to help you get a better price on your board, but just kind of the major things that you should be on the lookout for when you're picking out your new board. All right, here we go. Well, this is definitely one of my favorite ways to record is like out at the beach, up on the cliffs, in the element, you know, like right where we, right where we belong. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and we got a cool topic that somebody wrote in about was basically like making sure when you're going to pick out a board, uh, specifically a used one for yourself, that you make sure you don't get a dud or one that's, that's
1: not gonna fall apart in your hands when you get home with it. Right. Sometimes, I mean, it's it's sometimes it's hard to tell. Sometimes it's hard to tell a dog, you know, like <laughs> it, it might look like it's only been ridden four times. It's maybe it's for a reason. But anyways, yeah, well, we got to get expert. into it.
0: We got the expert here on the bench with me, Coach Ev. He's uh, he's always good about like as a builder, he obviously knows, you know, how boards break, you know, when you build something, you know how they also break or where they're weak. So we broke this episode down into three parts that you should really be looking at. Uh, Looking at when you're, you know, just scoping out a, a, a new to you used board from the shop, uh, and with that, I think uh, let's start with number one point.
1: Yeah, the the fins, you know, your your anchor points or those those are susceptible to damage very easily. So when when you're buying something that's been used and been run around the block a few times and thrown around in the back of the truck, it's it's pretty it's pretty easy to know that there's gonna be some damage like to just, you know, the, the fin itself, that's not that big of a deal. A lot of them are removable fin systems. So you could just buy a new set of fins if it's got a bunch of dings in, in the plastic fins, but it's, it's more about the box and the base of the fin. Um, first, first, go, we'll go over the glass on fins. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you can, you can pretty much tell if there's stress cracks. If you can see any, like, you know, when there's a ding, the fiberglass kind of like gets white and like gets a little air in it. So mm-hmm. it does, it's not perfectly clear anymore. So there, there's your t- tall-tail sign. Like, it's been, ru- you know, ruptured or or fractured the glass. Mm-hmm. You look, you look for that. So. Uh, you can always just grab the fin not not crazy don't go yanking it back and forth and rip it off the board right there in the in the the shop (laughs) but like get down close to it and and you'll you'll be able to tell if there's some movement in the fin and you can also kind of hear it like if if it's moving it's like cracking a little bit or you'll hear kind of like foam underneath there Mm. you can feel you can hear it like Moving a little bit and like pushing down on the a foam or yeah. crackle, that that nasty little sound that you don't want to hear. Um, so that's glass on fins. And so you're talking about like just just to be clear. Oh, look at this guy
0: on his wave storm. Oh yeah, catching a couple waves. We're oh. we're sitting up here waiting for the tide to go out. Um, but yeah, so Coach Evs talking about like the connection point where the fins meet the board. You know, that's such an easy place to break because there's you can you can leverage the fin against its base and crack it off or even just get the little um
1: stretch fra- stress fracture yeah. yeah and when you
0: said like how the the glass turns white if it gets lifted I, I I you were showing me the other day that on a board and what I also noticed about it is that you can see the the mesh the fabric the cloth yeah the weave yeah the weave right of a fiberglass a surfboard is made from fiberglass which is like this weaved fibers but you can't see it when you pour the resin over it and like laminate it and glue it all together.
1: Right, it's a dry fiber when you put it on, right, dry right, right. cloth and it's then like you wet fabric. it out. When you wet it out, it goes completely clear, but if you smash it and ding it, then it it you, looks like cloth again. You see I'll,
0: it and it maybe it's hard now, it's still going to be hard, it's not going to feel like fabric, but that splintered weave look. Um all right, so you were talking about glass on's there which probably are more susceptible to dings well no I guess they both
1: are yeah they both are I mean just that's that's just one of those points you know that the fins stick four to five inches off the board it's the only thing on the board that has that leverage point that is so easy to to you know just with loading the boards if you put boards on top of it if you put it up on rail and then it falls over right boom first thing that hits is your fin Mm -hmm. Um, and then most most fins these days are the box fins, so you really need to inspect the the ba- the box all around the box. Make sure there's no chips. Like the the a big single fin box sometimes can actually like the box can stay st- strong and not lift or get damaged. But like you can even like snap off a little piece of of the box itself, which you would need to just do a whole new box mm-hmm. in, in that case. Um, but it's it's really like the area all the way around the, the base of the, the box itself. There's like a little clear channel of resin right around the box. You know, just, just have a really good look. Um, maybe even insist on putting fins in the board if the, if the board didn't have fins in it. Because mm. that would kind of like, if you can't put a, a fin in without it making noise or you seeing like, Movement. movement or something like that, and that'd be the only way you could test movement side to side, is if there was a fin in there. So ins- maybe insist on doing that, um, and that's that's pretty much it. So that
0: basically uh, let, to con- to conclude, just that portion kind of makes a board not worth buying, huh? Right. It's
1: a lot of work to fix a fin box or to reglass a fin on. So right. so
0: unless you're getting a killer deal. You really got to be careful about damaged fins, especially damaged base of the fins if they're not removable. Uh, and even if they are, you know, fins are expensive. So like, if you're gonna drop 200, 250 bucks or whatever on a used board, and then you're gonna have to buy a hundred dollar set of fins, you're probably better off just either changing the board that you pick out, or or uh, change like how quality of a board you get for your money, because you could probably get something much better for another hundred bucks. Without having to buy new fins.
1: And one thing I wanted to talk about, and we're it's we're gonna hit it basically, like on all of these is like water damage. You know, that's a that's a tall tail Cell that oh, sign yeah. that water's gotten in, and it might have, you know, and and then it's it's compromised the board. Right. Well, how do you tell if there's water damage? Yellow. Yeah, yellowing or brown. Uh. Right, so the
0: foam, so the foam like goes from its white. If it's not painted or something, it goes from its white color to being a little like, like brownish
1: or yeah, sun damage, sun damage, and then like you know the water gets into the board, the salt water gets into the board, it's like a foreign object in there, and and Mm. then it just starts doing all sorts of things, crystallizing, it gets hot, gets cold. When it gets hot, it expands. That's another time where you can you know, get delamination and all that, and we're we're gonna get into it. But that was just one thing that, like a sign, when when you're looking at a a new board, like look for discoloration. So how would you tell if a board is water damaged? (laughs) This pup's bringing
0: me a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, bud. Oh, now he wants it back. (laughs) Um, So how would you tell a board that's water damaged if it's painted, like say it's got a solid color paint or, or like a spray job or something. Is there any way to see
1: or? Tell- same, same thing. It'll like, it'll discolor. You know, oh, the, still the red it. will be a, like a little orange, you uh-huh, know, uh-huh, or, or the uh-huh. yellow will be a little orange or, or something, it'll be off a little bit, you know, or you'll, or you'll see that somebody, this is, this is the case with a lot of boards in the in the used rack is they try to cover up the ding repair really nice, you mm. know? So if you don't have a keen eye, you won't be able to see it. But if they had to respray, you know, right around the box or something, you can see that, you know, they didn't nail the color match or right, something. Right, 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 just a, a little the f- off. The, the filler, yeah, it's just a little off. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just that keen eye that you learn from, from years of picking up duds off the rack, you know? <laughs> getting them home and you know they they only last a few months or something like that but there there's signs right there's signs
0: all right so and then kind of that does lead us good into the next point which is d which is another like good indicator that that's not the right board for you um but doesn't isn't that the beginning of d-lam like water getting in there yes uh, all yes. right so talk about d-lam and why that's not like a great
1: so it's, a, it's pretty common. It's, it's actually really common in, in surfboards um, because materials break down over time. Um, what what usually happens is just from all the pressure that you put into the board, you you kind of smash down the foam and then the, the glass goes with it, but it makes all these little spider cracks all the way around it. And a tiny little bit of anywhere there's a spider crack, a little bit of water's getting in tiniest little bit and that's all it takes so then a little bit of water gets in there and then you leave the board in the car and it gets hot and that little bit of salt water that got in there in the crystallization it starts pulling apart the glass from the foam Mm -hmm. and then the heat comes in and it just pops up and makes a big old bubble and then you have that mushy soft deck weird feeling under your feet that just is not ideal and then the integrity the actual the strength of the board like if you're thinking about it laterally flexing um, is, is truly compromised right and so that's another deal breaker if it's you know if it's a tiny little section then then maybe you can deal with it you know if, if, if it's a you know a four inch by four inch little section that's soft you know, and it's a hundred and fifty dollar board. Then maybe it's worth dealing with that. Right, right. But it's gonna get worse. No, it's gonna get worse. Um, if you leave it out in the sun again, it'll it'll just that that bubble will just start creeping and just getting bigger and bigger. And I've had boards that you know eighty percent of the deck has has lifted, and. You know, that's, again, that's a huge repair. Most of the time the repair doesn't go right and you end up putting so much weight back into the board that it's it's just a dog and it doesn't feel right. So right, D-Lam right. is another deal breaker.
0: Um, you know, it's funny. I think I've told this story before, but my very first surfboard ever had D-Lam. And, and the way I, was, I thought of it because I wanted to tell people how they find D-Lam is just by putting a little pressure across the board, you know, especially the deck, and look for give, look for like that... Tented, not even tented, but just the bubble where you can push the fiberglass down and then you can feel the foam through the fiberglass, you know? And yeah, then it comes pops down, back up. Yeah, but down and so up. So, my first surfboard ever, I found in the shop, Toledo Surf Shop, for 50 bucks, and I freaked. I was like, oh my God, this is in my price range. Thing looks sick. It's got this awesome paint job. I'm all about it. And uh, my dad, who's like a sailor and, and knows his, his stuff about like lamination and fiberglass, decides to go in with me and check it out for himself, and he's like putting pressure with his thumbs like all over the board, you know, all over the board, and I'm like so nervous standing there watching, like hoping he gets the stamp of approval, you yeah. know, and I'm like, oh, come on, it's, it's good, right, it's good, it's good, and finally he gets to the tail, and he finds d, d- and I see his face, like just, uh, uh, he's not happy about that, Yeah. and I was like, oh, come on, come on, lucky for me, he knows what he's doing with fiberglass, and he's like, all right, I think we can fix it and uh, we took it home and we had to cut out that section of the glass and re-glass it so that the the new glass stuck to the foam. Right. And there it was, my first board, but it had D-LAM on the tail and my dad found it and he didn't like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the death nail for sure. In a surfboard, it's gonna go down if it has D-LAM.
0: So, all right, is that all about D-LAM?
1: I think so, for the most part. And like, then
0: uh, what's the last deal breaker would you say in in like picking out that new new used board, new to you?
1: Okay, so yeah, this is actually probably the worst one is like a buckle or a crease or actually just a broken in two board that was put back together. A lot of times ding repair guys are really good and they and they can hide hide it from, you know, your you somebody who doesn't really know what they're looking for. A lot of the times they'll like match the color perfectly and maybe the stringer didn't get messed up and so it looks you know like you're looking at the stringer line and that looks all good Um, but they they can do a few of those things like just match the color perfect sometimes they'll put a big old sticker over it (laughs) you know just totally cover it from eye or they'll do like a like a decorative airbrush over it or something like that one one thing that'll give it away is like just the the weight of the board if you pick up a you know a let's just say an 8 foot board you know, there's there's a weight that you kind of know around the range you know if it feels like a big old piece of lead weight you know then that's a tall tale sign that there's been some major some major repairs on this board and it's 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 not what it used to be mm-hmm. not even mm-hmm. close to what it used to be so keep your eye out some of those places like that you'd really look for that is is the nose area you know people bury bury the nose into the sand and snap the nose off and it's it's pretty easy to get it back on there but again it can add like excess weight and make the you know throw off the weight of the board um right down the center look for stress cracks right down the center and then Usually, where boards break, and the tail section is right above the fins, mm-hmm. right above the fins. So all those zones, you know, have a good look. Go through your little check checklist when you listen to this po- podcast. You know, if if you're planning on going and buying a board, just write down a couple little yeah, notes yeah, yeah, for to sure. to check out these these few, you know places where he, that's where we, we see most of the dings pop up.
0: Yeah. And you know, what's funny is like all of these things are actually repairable, but we're trying to help you like m- measure how, wh- what's worthwhile. Right. You know, cause if you spend 200 bucks on a used board and then you're going to have to get some major repair work done for another hundred bucks or whatever it is, you either use that as a bargaining chip or move on to the next board. Right. You know, so, you know, it's, I've, I've been saying deal breaker, maybe it's not a deal breaker, but it's just a very significant point that you should take note of and, and your decision making process.
1: Right, like it, it might have to go straight to the ding repair doctor or whatever, right from the rack, you know, but just just make sure you factor that into the price, you know, and, and definitely ask for a discounted price if there's ma- a, a major ding or something on the board that might be easy to fix, like say a rail, just a rail ding. Um, that even maybe somebody in your neighborhood, one of your local surfers, could show you how to do a quick yeah, yeah. little quick fix on it. That's what I was gonna ask water. you next
0: about is little dings here and there, repaired or unrepaired. Is that a deal breaker? Is that a, maybe not a deal breaker, but is that, what, how does that measure out in all of this?
1: Yeah, I mean, you you can tell a board that's been kind of pickled, like lost to the rocks, cause it has like a ton of little dings like all over the place, you know, that m- might've been fixed. And that's, that can be a sign like, you know, it's it's actually really difficult to do good ding repair. So even if they they even if it's not like roughed up and gonna cut your hand or something, it's probably gonna let water in. Mm-hmm. So if there's like a ton of, of repairs on a board, then maybe that's that's another. But so maybe one little
0: ding on a flat spot or you oh, know totally. Yeah, you can yeah. Have, you can even learn how to do that yourself at, at home. It's, like like you said, you answered it kind of in the just before, like local, a couple. Any surfer that's been surfing for a couple of years usually learns how to do some simple thing repair right
1: some basic stuff and uh, again it can be definitely used as your your bargaining chip you know like a, a great way to get the price down and heckle a little bit sometimes it's a little fun with your yeah with your yeah little yeah with the surf thing. shop guy <laughs> <laughs> Right on, but I, I like this one. This is this is relevant, you know. There's a totally. lot of a lot of new surfers in the lineup, and as you get better, you know, you're always adjusting your equipment and stuff like that, and little deals and things pop up all over the place. It's nice to have a clue on what to look for and how to find a decent board.
0: Right, right, yeah, and even for just boards you already own, knowing about like what's going on and. Yeah, just understanding the construction a little bit more. The anatomy of the board, that's what I'm here for. Hell yeah. All right, well if you're picking out dogs in the surf shop or <laughs> you're not subscribed to the Cast. You are
1: cooking it. <laughs>
0: Get on your favorite podcast directory and subscribe, people. And uh, we'll catch you next week. We got a lot of great things coming up, so you should be on our newsletter. Uh, just sign up on the website, download the free ebook, all that stuff gets you, uh, gets you on our news list or whatever that thing is. And uh, we'll keep you updated there. All right,
1: peeps, catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Woo!